If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. My body wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I lost Naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you sleep in that room, sleep in that room, and bring your weight down. Welcome to Fat Camp. A podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Connor. Hey, Grace. How are you getting on? I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. <laughs> that was very non-committal. I love it. So, Connor, do you know what we're going to talk about in this episode? I have a vague idea because I've been reading your body language. Oh, my God. Yeah, and your micro expressions on okay. your face. We're talking about intermittent fasting. No! Damn it, I You're was way a fool. Off. I was way off. Yeah, you've no talent. <laughs> I know. I'll never be the next Darren Brown. You'll never be the next Darren Brown. We are talking about a show that I don't know if you've ever watched it. A show? Okay, a we're TV talking show. about a show? I thought we're, we were talking about something totally. No, different. no, no. TV show, I'm going all in. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed our topics oh, last minute.com last minute. and actually just realized as we started recording, I didn't tell Connor. She's <laughs> swerving onto the other track. Okay. I was being cute. I was doing a bit. I thought yeah. we were talking about one topic and I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend I don't know what we're talking about. But now I actually don't know. Yeah, and now I realise you're a very bad actor because when your actual expression came up, I was like, oh my God, he doesn't know how to act. <laughs> um, okay, Fat Families. Ever seen it? Ever heard of it? No, but it has a nice ring to it. Fat Families. Fat Families. Fat Families? It's Fat Families. The thing is, it's just, it's on every level. It's intelligent. Actually, you know I mean? have I seen it? Is it is it the one where the whole family is fat? <laughs> Or just some of the family is well, fat. Well, it's not called some family of the family is fat. It's called Fat Families. Um, fat Families is a documentary reality show that was broadcast on Sky One um, in 2010. Shout out to Sky One. Shout out to Sky One. <laughs> like, Listen, the pause for effect after yes, Sky, Sky One. One. Oh, so you know it's quality. Is that what you're getting at? Okay. I just want to say that it's top tier. Was it on Sky Arts? HBO Max. That's what we're talking. Um, so you, you don't know anything about this? I think I may know it as we talk, but there, there, there is another show that I'm thinking of where they had family members like kind of like losing weight together. <clears throat> but no, no, I think it was actually I was watching a family edition of Oh, being senior to save my life. You know that right, show, right? Yes, you know, yes, that yes, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was watching yeah. one where they had like a father and daughter on it, and they were kind of following them. So I'm mixing it up. So I honestly don't think I have seen Fat okay. Families. Now that I've checked in with myself, I'm okay, but I haven't seen that show. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? Are you I doing well? I just finished my coffee, Grace. You were there. <laughs> he's very, he's, he's high as a kite. Um, it was hosted by weight, weight loss expert Steve Miller. I thought that was his name. For, oh, wait, no. 
As in fat noses. Fat noses. Fat noses. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> he's back. Oh, we got him no. back. We finally got you there. And he's here today. What and he's here show, today Steve? to do some fat noses on you. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yes. Weight loss expert Steve Miller like, in the show helps overweight families improve their lifestyles and eating habits. That's like kind of the blurb of the right. show. Is this my early Christmas present, Grace? Like, you know, I'm about to show you some, some clips. We're going way back Guys, there, this fat is, noses guy. We're recording this um, in very late November, nearly yeah. early December. I don't know when it's going to come out, but this is my Christmas gift to you, Connor, because I'm cheap. I love um, it. Basically, the show, uh, during each program, Steve spends an initial 24 hours with the family. Oh, what a nightmare. And discovers them. what they eat on a normal day. I'm using normal day as quotation marks because, little, little spoiler alert, it's definitely not what they eat. <laughs> yeah. um, he then spends the rest of the week educating the family on what they can do to help them lose weight. At the end of the week, Steve modifies the family home to keep them motivated to lose weight. And then the families are given a further nine weeks to lose weight with um, Steve giving like each member of the family a personalised target okay. of weight he loss. He modifies the family home. Does he put like the fridge in a fucking cage or something? Like, <laughs> what happens here? <laughs> An electric shock on the handle of the fridge. It's like a moat around the fridge. It's like home alone. Like they open the fridge, there's a blowtorch on their head. Like, oh, they've lost many people during production. Um, Basically, yeah. So, and then families are also revisited like months later in like an episode titled Second Helpings. Oh, Um, I know. There's there's so much to this. Basically, that sounds like your kind of bog standard (laughs) weight loss show. Nothing kind of, you know, you know, it was early noughties again. Mm. Once a time, what a time to be alive. We always say this. But there was a certain thing about this show yeah. that Vice actually had a great article about. And the name of their article really gives it away. Fat Families, Inside TV's Most Brutal Weight Loss Reality Show. Wow. Now that is saying yeah. something. Considering we covered Super Size versus Super yes. Skinny or even The Biggest Loser. Yeah. This considered most brutal. And most I'll, give brutal. You, I'll give you a little clue as to why. I'm going to play you a little clip I mean, here. I think I know why it might be, but I'm... Yeah, I just want to. Love a good clip show. I want to just show you. This is this is Steve Miller, and this is five million views. I'm going to show Connor a clip, and it's this went viral on TikTok because basically someone took a bunch of like Steve Miller kind of doing intros to the families, and this is how he described the families. Give this give this a watch. I'm in Telford, Shropshire, and I'm about to meet one of the fattest families I've met in my life. I'm here in the Peak District and about to meet two right massive fatty siblings who are at the peak of their porkiness. I'm going to be meeting some right beach blubber bellies. I'm in Luton, Bedfordshire and about to meet three right jelly belly jumbos. I'm in London town, the nation's capital, home to Big Ben, Houses of Parliament, the London Eye and four gigantic girls. These girls have got backstage passes to Porkyville. These fatties haven't seen their feet for years. I'm about to meet a family of Essex fatties. I'm about to meet a right pair of podgy parents. I used to be a fatty myself. It's Mr and Mrs Massive Fatty. I'm about to meet a colossal couple. That's if they can get off their backsides long enough to answer the door. These parents' kids are on a one-way road to Fatsville. No wonder he's such a massive fatty. I'm about to meet a right portly pair. I'm about to meet two right bouncing brummies. I'm about to meet a right pair of wobblers whose weight's completely out of control. Watch out, massive fatties. The lard police are in town. Too much time sat on their fat bums. That's their problem. That woman is so fat, she can't even walk around the shop. She's actually trapped in a body of lard. If they don't pull out their chubby fingers, they'll be on the way to an early grave. I've told these lazy lardies what I think. It's time for these guys to start pulling their chubby fingers out. They haven't got a clue what they're shoveling in their cake hole. Kaylee really is on the slippery slope to becoming a massive fatty. Britain is becoming a nation of fatties. I- <laughs> 
<laughs> I must say, it looks like they had a lot of fun. What's Steve going to say this episode? How is he going to describe this poor family? Great big jelly jumbos, I think, was one where he's standing in front of elephants. He There's, there's oh a clip there where he's actually standing in front of elephants while yeah. he's being like, these great big jumbo jets or whatever he describes. Then he's in the London Eye at one point and he's like, this big bend is the house of parliament. Nothing gets bigger than these belly-busting bastards. I don't know what he says. I feel like he definitely had a writer. There was yeah. definitely oh. a writer who was just there like, how do I get lard into this sentence? They're making it yeah, yeah, up yeah, as yeah. they go along yeah. and just really proud of themselves yeah. for like, you know, like, because it just does, it does uh, progress as it gets along. And he reminds me of like, uh, you know, someone at a carnival, like a carny. Oh, yeah. Like a, at, a, at a, what they call like a freak show, you know, step right up. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. so fat, yeah. they can't even see their feet, you know, <laughs> like that's what the vibes he's given. And it's just, he does it with a smile on his face. Oh, so this guy is it's like, not a bother on him. I don't know if you want to look him up, but the, this guy, Steve Miller, like he's walking around in a suit, like a glass. He kind of looks like basically every accountant you've yeah. ever met in your life. And then like, yeah, she's coming out with the most hateful speeches <laughs> in the most jovial tone. Yeah. It's a very confusing image, actually. Because you're like, you know, how did this man get a television career? And I can only assume that he just tapped into some sort of, this sort of sensationalist kind of way of talking. And again, like, you know, We've talked about these types of shows for this type of period. It's the X Factor. It's Simon Cowell. Yeah. It's this very judgmental kind of making fun of average people yeah. kind of competition-esque shows. And who can we find who has no shame and no tact and will just say that? They'll just, you know, quote, unquote, say what everybody's thinking, you yes. know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but he absolutely does not look like he belongs on TV. He looks like he belongs behind the counter of a rental car company. <laughs> No offense to anyone who works behind the there, Yeah, the rental, rental car. car. You know we have a great following in the rental car community. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Steve Miller there. Basically, the big thing about this show was even the fact that the early noughties, as we said again, was a horrific time for that type of television. Mm. It was a great big fat bloody bollocks of a time. <laughs> Those bat... I can't even come up with anything. Basically, it was a terrible time for that type of show. This even st stood out amongst those shows. Wow. People were even like, this is kind of too brutal for us yeah. at the time. It only ran, from what I can tell, maybe two seasons. <laughs> okay. But even then, I'm pretty sure the second season didn't get a full run because the only time I can see that it was broadcast was 2010 for, the, for that year. Um, but that doesn't stop Steve, by the way, from promoting the show on his website. He's more than Still? happy to be associated with this show. Oh, wow. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. He has now, before we even kind of get into Steve Miller himself, I just want to show you a bit of a breakdown of an episode. Now, I have to say, normally I can find any of these shows on like um, YouTube, you know, clips Daily of it. Motion, Could kind of not find an episode. I did manage to eventually find it on Daily Motion, okay. but it was wiped out everywhere else. You could not find an episode. <laughs> and that's what I think Sky even knew. Yeah. We, you know what? We pushed it too yeah. far. We can't show this yeah. again. Um, yeah, like the damage has been done here. Let's not remind ourselves of this shame. Yeah, let's not remind ourselves history. of what we did. But um, I'm going to show you again. Here's the beginning. First of all, the graphics. Let's go. From I just see the word fat on a dinner plate and knife and fork. Like that's the first thing I see. So that's already off to a bad Already start. amazing. I'm in Telford, Shropshire, and I'm about to meet one of the fattest families I've met in my life. This trundling trio are grazing their way to an early grave. Watch out, massive fatties. The lard police are in town. Meet Tanya Cook. She's the picture of health and along with husband Mike, they live an active life. Grandparents Anne and Les are fighting fit and kids Ben and Jacob complete the picture. But in reality, they look like this. 
The three fattest cuffs weigh a whopping 77 stone between them. Oh my god. Okay, so just to describe that's, what we saw that's there. shocking. I wanted to show the first clip. So straight away, they introduced the family. And what they do is, with the help of Photoshop... And Peter some, Jackson was involved in yeah, these special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They show a very slim family. So what they do is they put every single member of the family, they slim them down in like a like a terrible computer-generated like image. I mean, from and a distance, then, squinting my eyes, I was like, okay, where's the people with the... With the fat. Yeah. And then what they do is they expand them to what their real size is. Adding a balloon inflating sound effect. And also his voiceover being like, here's slim blah, blah, blah. And active blah, blah, blah. No, there's these trundling trios of dirt that I'd want to kill. You know what I mean? Or whatever he says. The the filth that I would wipe off the sole of my shoe into the fucking sewer. Yeah, the shit on on the tissue I wipe my arse with. You know what I mean? That's basically what he does. So that's the beginning. So straight away... Straight away, the the tone of this show is set, which is you are not going to find one ounce of self-respect humanity or humanity like. for these people. And then you see these, this family. This is a, a shot of them all standing there just smiling for the camera. Yeah. And then combined weight of 77 stone, as if that means anything, like combined yeah. weight. Yeah. Like, it's like, fuck off. Like. Yeah. And it's, but it's a weird one because it's just a shock. Fight. And then the yeah. 77 stone, by the way, like takes up the entire screen because also I think they think we're idiots. The the actual, I, sometimes I'm like the audience, they're like, oh, well, the dum-dums at home, make sure you put 77 stone up on the screen for big letters so that they yeah. don't like misinterpret anything. Um, now, okay, so that was straight away that, yeah. that they brought it up. Like all... And I really want to watch this entire episode of the uh, show. Listen, right please. Now. Like, um, uh, let's go to the next bit. This is Steve talking about why, particularly the main woman, Tanya, where he thinks the problem with her is. Okay. This is the mother. These cuffs just love to be stuffed, but there's a special reason why Tanya weighs a ton. Starving. If I do look in the mirror, I like what I see. I can stand there naked and like what I see. I love my big body. In fact, she loves her body so much she posts pictures of herself on the internet. So straight away, oh right? God. What the, what you don't see, obviously, at home when you're listening to this is she says, "I like my body. I like my big body." Then they show pictures of her and they sort of like put this like, "Oh, she wants like sexy music." Comedic sexy but basically, music. they pick comedic photos of her like there's photos of her where she's on like a little bike and yeah. they're basically they're just taking the piss out of her like how can this woman like herself you're taking the piss out of her yeah anytime and this this happens to this day on British um, uh, fat loss reality shows where if someone comes on and has the audacity to say yeah. they are happy with their large body because that's unfathomable to yeah. you know um, the gen- general fat phobic public if they have the audacity to say that's like well clearly you have oh, a and she, look how stupid this woman is, and just you. the way they Let's put make the, fun of you. Yeah, the way they put the pictures across the screen, everything mm-hmm. is to make it seem like how mental is this woman? Yeah. She actually likes herself like the we're state gonna, of We're going to help her, you know. Yeah, and the, the other thing that annoys me as well, and this is very of that time period. I think we saw it on. Um, Super size for super skinny as well. It's putting the GoPro camera on the fork while the food oh. goes into the mouth. So it's that wide angle close up face that nobody looks good in. Yeah, like you could have. I'm sorry, you, you could, could have a model yeah. with like eating a salad, yeah. and it would make her look like she's a t- T-Rex, like, yeah, like, gr- yeah, like a gr- like, like um, Godzilla yeah, coming through a city. Ne- that's never yeah. gonna look good for anybody. But they do that. It's so hacky. It's so of its time, and like from the you know 
observations on like modern shows and stuff like that, even though there's a lot of problems. So there, they don't fucking do that anymore because no. I think we learned quickly. No. It's like, it just doesn't look, no one looks good doing yeah, it. Yeah, it like, looks, you know? uh, yeah, anyway, so that's straight away. Again, the tone of this show, it's a oh, bummer. It's Is it, we're in Bummer City. Okay. And I must watch more. <laughs> Um, so the whole reason they want to lose weight or the reason that's given to us on this show that they want to lose weight is they're, they're going to Florida and they're going to some theme parks and like the the mother, father and the grandmother are just big people who are like, you know, we're going to be walking miles in these theme parks. We sure. want to kind of be fit and like okay. lose some weight and that's what they, yeah. that's their reason for they doing reason it. reason for it, okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, <clears throat> Let's go straight to... Let's invite this monster let's into invite, Yeah, 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 to make, exactly. To make fun of us. <laughs> so go. then what they decide to do, Steve goes food shopping with them. Okay, oh, so let's just, let's just look at Steve going food shopping with them. And let also the mother use, like, use the mobility scooter sure. and Steve does not like this. Before I can take action, I need to see just what they are putting into their oversized bods. So I head off to the supermarket with Tanya and Mike. Tanya has got so big that she needs a mobility scooter just to get around. I have to go over here. I need these. Okay, I've got to. This particular aisle bit right there behind Michael is my problem. So it's all it's all savoury. It's, it's not half a packet. I'll eat any one of those packets at once. And I can't help it. Look at all this. Red crisps, chocolate. Biscuits. It's never ended. Apparently, we're having a party, the crisp party this afternoon. Yeah, go on then. We're sick and moved up. No, I'm well, not sharing. The streets coming, wouldn't you, with all I'm this? That woman is so fat, she can't even walk around the shop. She's actually trapped in a body of lard. They need to change, and they need to change now. It blows my mind why they eat this rubbish. So, they're in a supermarket. If, first of all, the ableist comment of being like, she needs a mobility scooter. Many people need a mobility scooter, but there's no reason, there's no problem with someone needing a mobility mm. scooter. The fact that it might be her size, there's just a weird thing where it's a judgment that someone might need one. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're a big person, there could be a re many reasons that you might need them that apart from your size. And just that weird comment is just straight away, anyone in a mobility scooter should be embarrassed that they have to use it or something. Yeah. But it, basically what he does is this whole thing where he goes like, he starts picking up what they have in their, in their like um, basket. He's like, crisps, chocolate, biscuits. And I'm like, you're just naming food items. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, butter, margarine, whatever it is. But what I want, the reason I want to point out what he's doing there, because it does look like a lot of food that they're buying. Of course, it could be food for a week. We all know that like anyone's basket looks mm. insane for the food for a week for a family. But when Vice did an article on fat families, they interviewed Tanya. Tanya. Tanya, who was oh the mother goodness. in this yeah. episode. They interviewed her and also some other some other sure. like participants <laughs> from other episodes. Yeah. But Tanya said, and I'm going to find oh, you I can't wait sec. to hear this. When was um, the Vice article? This year, September of this Whoa. year. Yeah. So it's just really weird because this show, by the way, is like, I was kind of putting off doing the show because it, it's such a niche when it only ran for like a year. Like, right. you know what I mean? I was a bit I like... I remember you see it always advertised. I just never saw it. Yeah, exactly. And, and and also there was like those clips, that viral clip went around and I was like, oh, maybe I... Right. But would there be enough information about the show? I had no clue. So when this Vice article came up, I was like, hooray! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, Tanya Cuff... Um, she was on the first episode, as we say, this is the episode where they were looking at. Um, she said uh, that she applied to be on Fat Families because she was desperate. It was November 2008. She had slipped, broke her leg and dislocated her ankle. Oh my goodness. Immobile while um, 
recovering, she gained three stone. How interesting that they didn't mention that yeah. when she got the mobility scooter around totally. the shop. Absolutely. Um, whereas, whereas other shows would use that as kind of like a, you know, oh, and this is the tragic source of her weight gain. You know what yeah. I mean? At least that's one way of doing it. It's not necessarily better, but I think this way they're just kind of skating over it and just going like, you know, look at the state of her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? But that's what I mean. Like, And also the fact that she had gained a lot of weight because yeah, she had been exactly. recovering. Anyway, so um, immobile while recovering, she gained three stone. Um, and she goes, I kind of figured that going on the show was my only choice at the time. I just didn't expect it to go the way that it did. Um, she said they hammed it up an awful lot. Um, she, they made us go around the supermarket and throw things into the trolley that we wouldn't put in the trolley. Mm. Um, it's hacky. And they also had her and her family go to like their favorite garden center where they where they would either eat lunch or have coffee and cake while filming the show. Um, and they were told to have both. So not only have like they'd have lunch or they'd have coffee and cake, but right. they were told by the show, "Well, you're going to have both now." during right, filming okay. and so like just things like that where they were just like they, they they would encourage her to add extra portions to her plate okay. or bake things that she normally wouldn't wow. all this sort of stuff that you're like yeah. and even actually a crew member who worked on Fat Family recalls producers dialing it up mm. on the amounts uh, the contestants ate saying such things as why don't you add a couple of extra sausages to your plate there the crew member asked to remain anonymous for the Vice article because yeah. like of repercussions in the industry but that sort of thing is what I found really interesting was that like even watching that clip, I would just assume like if you don't, if you really aren't interested in TV production, say like we do have an interest in it, we kind of have experience in it. You know, you would just at face value go, well, that's just what they put in their oh, trolley. Totally. Yeah. And like oh, absolutely. these stupid dum-dums just yeah. eat way too much. And why, like you don't think bother, that like, yeah. Why, why bother making it up? Like, yeah. you know, like it doesn't make sense that you would... Again, I think it's it's of the time period as well where there was a lot of sensationalization of, um, you know, these type of shows and everything was being hammed up, everything was being dialed up. Oh, yeah. You know, for shock factor, for yeah. kind of like effect. And yeah, it has the audacity to call itself a documentary, you know. A documentary reality TV show. Yeah. And I think what gets me, what annoys me is if, if you know, particularly the presenter who has <coughs> made a career in weight loss, yeah, fat noses. Fat noses. Remember, say it five times. We'll, we'll go years. more into him in a bit. But the fact that he would never be like, well, no, we don't need to dial anything up. That's the thing. Like, if you honestly think there's, a, there's an obesity crisis or if you really think that, like, you know, you really care about the health of fat people, then why would you need to dial it up? Yeah. Because apparently it's such a problem already. You wouldn't need yeah. to add any flourish to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's what kind of annoys me when I think of this stuff, that I'm like... This, this guy would have had no problem that they would turn around to a family and be like, I'd throw some more extra yeah. in if you wouldn't, like, just uh, add a few more on. And he wouldn't go, like, I hear, like, we actually don't need to. Yeah. It's frustrating as well because it feels like they're projecting the story of, hey, this family is so fat because they eat takeaways and order too much food and buy all the chocolate biscuits. Mm. And let's ignore the true story of, you know... Uh, okay, this woman is like extra immobile and like ha struggling with her weight because she had an accident and stuff like that. Like, let's just ignore that and just like push our own kind of like widely accepted yes. narrative that yeah. if you eat X, Y, Z, then you'll be fat and you just have to stop eating that. So therefore you won't be fat again. And it's as yeah. simple as that, you know. Um, yeah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> you look so bummed out. I am. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, guys, like. You look like, so bummed out. 
I'm going to show you a clip that's going to bum you out let's even more. I let's go. It. I mean, I in for a penny, it. in for a fucking yeah, pound. Let's absolutely. go. Do me a favour. Another packet of discos. Yeah. The big bag of ten. Yeah. That's the bag I want. Don't bring me a little individual bag. Bring me the big bag, babes. Okay. Business as usual. This one. That's the very fellow. That's what we'll have. And that's where they'll stay before they're gone. What, you're going to eat all them? Normally, as a rule, yeah. Okay, so just to describe what happened there, basically Tanya's sitting on the couch opposite Steve. Uh, Steve, absolutely bewildered. He's never seen the like of anyone eating crisps. He looks um, like fucking Jim on The Office. <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. he's glancing oh, at the cameras. my God, that you is know? exactly like, how I would describe him. Can you believe he looks, Yeah, he's looked at them like, look at these, the way these animals live. Yeah. So basically... Well, the, she's like right fucking beside him on the couch. I know, like, yeah. Like, and she's sitting there and she basically calls in her son. Yeah. Her, her son comes to the to the sitting room door and she goes, grab me the crisps, you know, the, the disco discos. Crisps. Discos, hashtag RIP discos, but yeah. Oh my God, what? I mean, I don't think I've seen discos in a while, but you live in I, UK now, so tell me like... I don't think they? I have either, but I don't think I've ever ate discos. Oh, really? No. They were all, all the rage. Anyway. Because I'm better than Tanya. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm better than people well, on the show. I wouldn't eat discos. Are you joking? Oh no, this is a roast of this family. That's what this podcast <laughs> oh, no, this is. This is like an anti-diet, that's why very you, positive that's show. That's why you tricked me yeah, yeah, yeah. saying we we're going to talk about a different topic and you're like, oh no, we're actually... I just want to rewatch this show that no one else will watch <laughs> yeah. with me because we'll you take the, it off the air. You were the crew member who <laughs> spoke <laughs> out. Anyway. But basically, so, you know, and then she goes, and not only that, I want the share size one, like the multi-pack one. I'm going to eat all 10 packets here. you're going to eat all them? And she goes, yeah. And then he looks at the camera and she eats the crisps. And honestly, I was filled at that moment watching her with, first of all, hunger, Mm because disco's Mm R.I.P. But second of all, the feeling that these shows constantly tried to provoke at that time period that was, can you believe she's on a diet show yeah. and still yeah. she's just gonna go ahead and stuff her face with yeah. fucking crisps yeah 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 Ugh. and like that's how people are, are that's how they're telling us to feel right yeah and no wonder that's the the world that we have now you could say it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation is it that kind of you know attitudes that people had through kind of like general fat phobia in the world that fed into that show to Mm -hmm. be like let's perpetuate Mm -hmm. that thing or has it kind of like just caused a bit of that kind of thinking out in the world because I know like I, we would we, we talked before about not being totally immune to those shows growing up and I you mean would watch Connor the, we joke but we, we literally were like I used to love totally. um, Super Size Super Size Super Skinny but also um, my 600 pound leg <laughs> my 600 pound leg <laughs> my 600 pound life uh, my 600 pound hell <laughs> no but um, oh my god the biggest the biggest loser I went to say the biggest one right. the biggest loser I was addicted to that show yeah, totally. and I would sit there and my own internalised phobia. Yeah. I would judge, judge yeah, the totally. hell out of these contestants. And you'd be going, really? She's going to eat the crisps? She's going to eat the whole bag? Oh, come one on. thing come I want to add to the British shows that I just don't think that the, even the American shows tapped into that much, but the British shows really did. There's a real classism. Oh, the Brits really nailed the, the real, classism. Just, really, there's something about something them going lost. into working class people's mm, homes. Yeah. And like... The types of foods. The types of foods. The By the way, the types of foods being discounted foods mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean like foods that like are cheaper maybe disco like short for discount. disco short for disco chicks exactly it <laughs> bring back disco crisps <laughs> we're not <laughs> we even talking about the brand it. we're just talking about 
discounted crisps. crisps that are about to go off. <laughs> so you have to eat yeah. them all in one sitting. But that's what I mean. There's, there's a weird thing here where I'm like, this guy's sitting in a suit, Steve, in a nice suit. Yeah. All the family are in like track suits and T-shirts, which is fine. Yes. But there's a weird thing. This. You're that's, totally right. Because there's something caught there that I'm like, I feel like yeah. British shows do this much more than the Americans yeah. do, mm-hmm. where it's like there's this weird looking down on yeah. people who are working class and, and fat. Absolutely. And because you, 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 a lot of it does the sort of, the world of the show does take place. I mean, a lot of it is always in the home, but then we're at the chipper, yeah. we're at the pub, you know. They're at a buffet at one point. Yeah, yeah, those kind of things that are a bit more associated with like lower soci- socioeconomic areas yeah. and that kind of thing. That's just very like, well, of course you've had ever eaten that shit all the time. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that moment I'm not addressing that aspect of it really Other than as a spectacle Oh yeah totally as a spectacle But what what I found interesting about that scene Where her son comes in She mentions that in the article Which is why I actually highlighted it Cuff has also Which is Tanya sorry second name Has also seen TikToks of a scene Where she asked her son to bring in a multi-pack of crisps But she says the show only made it seem like She has her children at her beck and call And she said that wasn't true at all And in fact that um her children received a lot of bullying in school yeah. for oh, yeah. that scene yeah. in particular. I, I, and in it, she goes, now that I only watched yeah. it the second time, she goes, yeah, yeah, same as usual. She goes, business same as, as always. usual. Business as usual. But I'm like, no, who the fuck says I, that? And I, I, can <laughs> honestly, I can honestly like read that as, uh, look, you, you know, this, this is just, you know, every day here, yep. like, you know, Tanya, you're just going to get your son like, and just like act as if it's something that you do every day. And then she will, because she's not an actor, like throw in an awkward line, like yeah, business, business as usual. usual. It is felt, it just, it, when it she just, said, yeah. I was like, first of all, I don't think you've ever said those words in your exactly. life because it seems so unnatural. Yeah. And she was like sitting on the couch, kind of spread out. Yeah. That I'm like, is she like Gordon Gecko and totally. like with a wolf or Wolf of Wall Street? Like, no, no, who says that in the UK? Yeah. I've never heard mm-hmm. an English person say that. But after the show, Tanya began taking antidepressants, she did say, and she says her experience on Fat Families caused her to berate herself while making food, like kind of affecting her mental health. Viewers also reported her to social services for ordering her children about on the show. Oh my God. Like get a fucking life, people. They do a whole scene that I'm not even going to show in in it, but they do a scene where it's like, at one point he's like, I think it's time that the kids get a break and that the parents have to get up. And the two parents are sitting on the couch and it's a very low couch. Yeah. And they're heavy people. Oh. So and then the kids are like, you get your fat bum bums up. Oh. And the parents are like getting themselves up. And like, you do it and we'll have a rest. Oh, and she's I'm like, that's dying. not actually how we did things in my house anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she did say um, her biggest regret of the show was the lasting impact it had on her eldest son who was filmed bringing her the crisps. Um, it doesn't go away for him, she says. Um, it's just awful. Her son experienced a lot of um, teasing at school, as did... Um, other contestants' children. Two <laughs> former Fat Family participants declined to be interviewed because of the impact the show had on their lives. Um, one said, I'm reading your message. I actually felt sick to the pit in my stomach. One wrote, that show can only be described as social suicide. It made my mm. children's lives a living nightmare. Another wrote, the program still haunts us as it continues to be shown 12 years on. I promised my family I would never do anything like that again. Now, this is obviously in response to like the, uh, the vice... Um, author or a reporter reaching out to them to see if they'd like be interviewed for it but and like listen we'll go into maybe some of the other contestants also kind of had okay things to say about it or like would be like sure. I didn't regret going on it but like all of them regained weight oh yeah and regained more weight mm-hmm. than they, they had lost Steve Steve dropping the ball there why Why not any fat noses huh yeah. okay um, 
I'm going to go very quickly through it. Like the thing about it is that I didn't want to like, you know, so much of it is the same shit that you've always seen, which is like them scaring the living shit out of these people and being like, right. you're ready to drop dead any moment yeah. if you don't even eat a carrot. And you're like, I don't know if that's how health yeah. works. But anyway, um, but you know, it, all of it is just embarrassing embarrassment. There's a bit where the grandmother is crying. She's very upset. I don't like showing those bits because I'm just like, this is, it's too traumatic. And this, this person is crying on camera for our entertainment. I'd mm -hmm. rather that the that the show fucking give the money to go see a therapist and actually have yeah. some privacy and dignity. But anyway, I'm going to go to, um, of course, the thing. What do, what do they do with all fat people when uh, they want to show them? Weigh them. Well, and what Put do they make them wear? Panties. Their under, their underwear. Because I want you to have a look, and this is probably, possibly for the first time, looking underneath. Yep. I've never stomach. seen underneath. I've just, it's enormous, absolutely enormous. He has a camera that is so close up, it's like a fucking porno, but he has a camera that is, he, he goes underneath her stomach. He makes her hold up her stomach and goes under. By the way, why would I need to see that? Like, it's just a, it's just a skin. Like, he's I don't understand. It's, he's trying to do like a sort of like, look how bad this is and you can't see this. But like, it's just so fucking like like unnecessarily invasive yeah. and gratuitous like you know it's I don't know if there's any any actual reasoning for showing someone in their underwear and just being like look how disgusting your body yeah. is so I'd like to make them work harder yeah there's especially when she's someone who says she likes looking at her yes and it's and so weird then to be like well you like it yeah. well let's look under the, the under the hood yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh the parts God. that no one can yeah. see um Another little stunt that they do, which I think, because they're basically trying to teach them about portion control and yeah. um, the three participants. One of the biggest problems for the cuffs is the enormity of their portion sizes. So I'm going into this factory canteen and I'm going to sort it. Now, one of the reasons that you are so fat is because your portions are so huge. So I've set up an exercise here where you'll be serving employees in this factory their lunch so you can get to understand what the right portion should be. Every day, this busy canteen dishes up hundreds of meals. The cuffs are going to serve up the portions they normally eat at home to see how the staff will react. The food is spilling off the plates. Oh, I want to have chips then. There's plenty there for me. You cheers. Sure? Yeah, that's cool. It's expensive. Oh, I will be able to manage it, thank you. Yeah, yeah I want to cheers. How many bits of garlic bread do you want? Two, three? Um, just one would be great, please. Yes, please. I have a chat with Peter, the canteen manager, who looks a bit shocked by the vast amounts being handed out. Are you getting yeah. worried, Peter? Because you can see your food just going. Uh, I'm worried we'll run out of food. <laughs> I'm not, not worried on the cost, but I'm worried we'll run out of food. <laughs> So basically what they do is they make them dress up as canteen workers at a local factory and they're just dishing out a few portions. But like, what's so funny is how staged it is. It's so staged. It's so staged. Because it's like basically all... horribly staged. What's so funny is like, obviously no one there is an actor, yeah. so it's done terribly. Yeah, yeah. So like all of the workers who are coming in yeah. who are like, I couldn't possibly have another chip. A third chip, no thank, thank you. you. And then like, and then they're like, are you sure? And like the way they made... Would you like two or three pieces of garlic yeah. bread? And then your one's like, just one is fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> just one. <laughs> and then the manager's like, I'm afraid we'll run out of food. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, and then and then the the close up of uh, Tanya at the end being like, "There's plenty more if you want to come back." And it's like you know, she's been told to say that. Yeah, she absolutely. Has been, they're not fucking absolutely. stupid. Like, and also, can I say know? this woman is standing, having only like she's yeah. standing for a long time, having only just recovered from like what her busted it's ankle. Like, like it's just everything. It's so fucking nonsense. ridiculous. Oh, there's this one other bit that I just... This is the last moment I'm going to show you. And the, uh, because He does the whole thing of like, he just ate two tables of good food and bad food. Of course, totally demonizing anyone ever having a packet of crisps ever again. Also, the music hit me baby one more time. Like, what the... <laughs> Sorry, can we just say, I think we heard a bit of like... Daft Punk. Daft Punk. The music, no, in all fairness, this is an incredible like playlist. Dizzy Rascal. Dizzy earlier. Rascal. And That's who I was like trying a, to think. Uh, Coldplay, God put a smile on your face, but like funkified like a funky version of it was that like I'm sorry there was some music supervisor there who just did his job incredibly well yeah. I think he was so him or, he or she was so bummed out at the show they were like I'm just going to put some tunes in the background because yeah. this is so de- I'm so depressed yeah. yeah like take out that music and it is a sad <laughs> sad show with a mean mean sad little man slagging off yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are struggling yeah. And there's in no a way, you there. need to in, because there's so much bullying happening. Yeah. In a way, you need to be like, "Hit me, baby, <laughs> one more time." Like it has to be almost like sassy yeah. to make it a bit fun. Otherwise, it's just a canteen in a factory yeah. dishing out plates of food. The food spilling off the plate. It's we should like, just be like Johnny Cash is Hirsch, just playing again and again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Radiohead, fucking, you know, a little bit of Enya, yeah. and everyone's. Ball in their eyes. Like, oh my god, we're humanizing these people. Um, he also does a, um, a street demonstration. This was big in naughty shows as well, where they go right. out into the street and be right. like, you know, like, hey, you fat public, yeah. you're also awful. Yeah. And basically, he went out with like loads of crisps and was like, who here, here eats crisps every day? And once again, it is in like a local yeah. shopping center. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of like just normal people who've yeah. just gone to do their food Families shopping or whatever. And Families stuff, and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'd have a packet of crisps maybe yeah. every day. Or, and like some of the young lads, like in their 20s, would be like, yeah, like I'd have like quite a few you know yeah. whatever and then he, he just takes out a big vat of oil and he's like well remember this is how much oh oil is in it and you know when you're like no one I don't think if the education service is like ed- if the education is done it right no one I don't think is like oh yeah like crisps have no oil in them like everyone's quite aware yeah. that there might be a bit of oil in crisps you're like Chris why not drink this entire <laughs> can of oil? oil and remember this Motor every oil, time new you machine. I just anyway but there's this other bit where he's just, he does this to poor Tanya. And I actually think Tanya should sue because I just think this is one of the worst moments of TV I've ever seen. Because because not only are you being confronted, like he says, I've made them come to terms with their obesity inside and out. Great. But can I also Thanks, say... Thanks, Mr. Fucking I will say this. Any big person in the world that we live in, because this world really yeah. does reject big people. It, makes it, it yeah. makes it known. No big person is unaware that they totally. are big. Not one big totally. person goes around going like, Gee, I just think I'm very average No one's ever pointed yeah. it out. Never been made to be aware of my body whatsoever. Because then you wouldn't be living in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. So like, what the f- are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. When you're like, I've made them face up. What the Absolutely. hell are you talking about? But like, so like, you can see the look of defeat on her face as she's being made to kind of do this demonstration yeah. that, okay, yes, I'm being made to really fucking like, you know, confront this and being told every step of the way that I'm wrong. I shouldn't love my body. I am disgusting. I'm going to die. And my habits, my lifestyle, everything is just wrong, Mm. wrong, wrong. And I'm being made to look like a fucking idiot. Do you know what and I mean? Because like, I'm because yeah. I'm not an idiot, and I can yeah. tell that they're kind of going, ah, oh, yeah, throw throw a few. I'm extra not chips only on an idiot. There, they're you know? making her look like a bad mother. Totally. Ordering yeah. her kids around. Mm. That is something that I'm like, 
sorry, is this again this yeah. phobia thing that fat people can't be good parents? And it's they masquerading you know, as we're trying to help these people. Yeah. You know, I'm here to like whip them into shape, but actually let's let's wheel them out as a carnival amusement. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin city centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. So this is right. I'm going to show you another clip. This is uh, just uh, once again, I just wanted to highlight the shittiness of this show. The interesting thing is, you're not morbidly obese. Really? You are super morbidly obese. Okay. I didn't think that was going to be good coming. So what, what he's... Prick. What Steve says to Tanya, he goes, Tanya, you're actually not obese, morbidly obese. He goes, oh. And she goes, oh, really? And then he goes, yeah, you're super morbidly obese. I, I'm speechless. It's like, psych... Yeah. For a second, because she goes, oh, really? I didn't think you were going to say that. Like, because she's like... She's like happily surprised. I, she's like, because I, I thought I was. Again, when he's when he was apparently had to make them face their obesity, she's yeah. like, well, I'm actually quite aware that I might be super, that might be more ble- super morbidly obese. Like, no, you're even worse. Dude. Like... What? <laughs> I can't see... I mean, I know we're only watching highlights of it, but like, I can't see the tactic other than let's make these people feel like shit. Let's like really beat these people down and kind of scare them straight, so to speak. Well, that's, that, and in all fairness, that is his tactic. Yeah. So just a bit about Steve Miller, actually, about himself. Once again, kind of very difficult to find information yeah. on him. He has no Wikipedia page or kind of anything like that. And everything that is from, it's all like these sort of headlines of like, he says that you should call people fat. Yeah. Like uh, up until recently, he's been on like Good Morning Britain yeah. and all this sort of, sh- all these shows well, telling people like, yeah, yeah, he said, he said um, fat people should be banned from fast food restaurants. They shouldn't be allowed to be served food if you have a, a BMI over 40. Once again, BMI, which we all know is bullshit. Okay. And he was probably subsequently sued by McDonald's. It's like, yeah, 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 what are yeah, you yeah. doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> but also that, it's, it's all this sort of stuff where he's just, it's he- headline grabbing Oh, totally. You like know. when we did, I think he came up, he's come up a couple of times on Fad Camp and I think the first time we came across him was our hypnotism show yeah. in season one. Yeah. And uh, I I did a very cursory kind of glance at him because the show wasn't about him, but it was about hypnotism as a whole and yeah. my experience and your experience. And when I when I looked him up, the first thing that came up was some sort of like apology video, you know, where he's like, okay, like I may have went a bit overboard when I said whatever I said. Yeah. Uh, 
but and then you know ruined yeah. his apology yeah. with yeah, the yeah, explanation yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and then went back on everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that is my well yeah you brought it up there fat gnosis is he termed the coin fat gnosis um, he says on his website I used I used weight loss hypnosis to shed four stone and remains part of the weight loss plan I use for weight my weight loss clients I'm going to say that's not the great, greatest wording on your website. Um, hypnotherapy weight loss is now one of the leading edge technology treatments. Leading edge treatments. Okay, that's not Helping me. those who struggle to lose weight. Like, once again, I need a, someone in copywriting to reread this before you publish it on the website. Weight loss hypnosis is becoming high on the agenda for many and I'm delighted to be one of its leading pioneers. So basically it says Steve set up his hip, hypnotherapy weight loss Birmingham practice in 2002 and has been successful in helping thousands of people. In 2008, he signed his first publishing deal and uh, is now respected across the UK for his ability to get results. He does have on the website. He later went on to sign two more book deals before becoming the host of the hit TV show, Fat Families. I, hit, I, I, I think, is, is, is pushing it a bit. I don't want to sound bitter, but Grace, like, I mean... If this fool can get book deals and TV show deals, like, I feel like we have a decent chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think we should get a book deal. Absolutely. He was a a distinction graduate of the London College of Hypnosis and is now a full member of the British Society of Clinical Hypnosis. He set up the Association of Weight Loss Hypnosis and is a former weight, specialist weight loss advisor to the National Council of Hypnotherapy. Oh, great. <coughs> Sorry. Um, the reason I read that out is because as much as we're making fun of me, you do have to be like, well, this is, like, yeah, these are his, his credentials. credentials. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't have credentials. He's taken seriously in the hypnotherapy community. Yeah. yeah. But let's just remind ourselves, yeah. Connor, what's the science behind weight loss hypnotherapy? What does he know about, like, nutrition or, like... The psychology of, of actually very true. I, I, there was nothing there that I, that I, that I read that I would have anything. It was more like yeah. hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy. But I want to say the science behind hypnotherapy yeah. does it work. Well, the Mayo Clinic, the very famous Mayo Clinic, which is like one of the leading delicious. Kind of, first of all, it's a delicious condiment, but also a leading medical yes. um, organization. States most studies showed only slight weight loss, with average loss of about six pounds over eighteen months when it came to hypnotherapy. Wow. Right. But the quality of some of these studies has been questioned, making it hard to determine the true effectiveness right. of weight loss hypnosis. And that would go against very much what Steve is claiming on his mm-hmm. website, which is like, I created, and I'm, I'm part of all of this hypnosis yeah. stuff. And you're like, well, that's great, but there's actually no, like mm-hmm. pretty much no science behind this working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Mayo Clinic are just like, yeah, you could lose six pounds over 18 yeah. months, but even then those studies, we kind of can't. And also back. it's the, I, th- uh, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's using f- hypnosis alone. Like, oh yeah, they no- literally like in the article actually from the Mayo Clinic, they're like, you need to back this yeah. up with like a, a, basically a diet and exercise plan. <laughs> like, so you know? so by saying I can hypnotize you to lose weight, it makes it sound like you don't have to do any you know work yeah. yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like. I think other people who claim that they can help you, it's like they're going to try to hypnotize you to stick to your diet or whatever. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, to help you form habits or something like that. But him, it sounds like he's just like, no, I'm going to like, you know, reprogram your brain to not be a fatty. And fat gnosis as well. Like he's taking it this one step far where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like he's coining a phrase that you're mm-hmm. like, 
it, this again just seems like real salesman Oh, to- it's fucking like, used car salesman yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. carny shit. Like. And even when I looked up, because once again, it's all here on the um, website, I looked up, if you can get fat noses, the three-week one-to-one program. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. Do you want to know how much it costs? Come on. £350. Pounds for three, a three-week program. Is that just three sessions, basically? One-to-one program, from what I can tell. One-to-one with him? Yeah, over Zoom. I think we should pay that money <laughs> and have it on our show. I don't know if it's with him. It's like he has, <laughs> a, his, he has a team. Yeah, one of his yeah. Uh, subjects. Yeah. Yeah. So like, once again, this stuff isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. That he, this and, and by the way, the website, once again, while reading the text, could do it a bit of a rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. So that's, that's Steve's background. Oh, he God. very recently um, appeared on Good Morning Britain last year and told obese of 12 years, obese people should be refused service at takeaways and fast food restaurants. Oh Steve Miller, who describes himself on his Twitter bio, and this is from an article, so I don't know if it's still there, um, as a pro-free speech, he's just pro-free speech, okay. reply, uh, said um, about fat families, I loved presenting this show, it helps so many, but like Little Britain, I doubt it would ever be recommissioned. Can you imagine? And then he added, I think there's more chance of Santa coming down the chimney than it being recommissioned. And then declared, comedy is dying, sadly. So wait, this is comedy all of a sudden? I have, that whole thing was a hot mess, that, that statement. So nonsense. for anyone who doesn't know, um, Little Britain was a sketch comedy show back in the day, which now through, you know, controversially used blackface, um, you know, the white performers use blackface at different times. You know, there's a lot of things that like, obviously stuff, now yeah. I think the performers have gone back and been like, yeah, sorry about that. A lot of stuff we didn't age well. Did not age well. But it's a sketch show. It, it was, was a, a comedy sketch show. sketch show, so. And he's saying like, yeah, it wouldn't be personal because like that show, we've been, we've been hard done by. But you aren't a comedy show. Yeah. But that's the thing. You obviously approach it like you, you think it, it like is. You saw it like that. And you yeah. saw the subjects on the show as comedic yeah. uh, punchlines yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in your your funny show yeah. that you were the star of and not people with a problem that you were supposed to be trying to help them with. So are are you are That's you actually some sort of medical professional or do you think you're just some sort of comedian who does fat noses? That's the thing. I'm like, you're charging people £350. We don't know what your credentials are yeah. in terms of nutrition. And yet you're like, oh, my comedy show didn't get recommissioned. Yeah. I'm I like, would, what? I would not let that man near me with fucking... <laughs> Hypnosis, like you know, like get the fuck. No, not a chance you could come. Connor, you'd be coming out wanting to eat disco, Chris, apparently, and, <laughs> and ordering random children around because that's apparently what happened. Um, just to quickly, we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up do here, but just know, to quickly, oh, sorry, do you know, did he do any hypnosis on the show with people? So this is another thing. As much as he's known for hypnosis. No, that, that wasn't later, part. It? Well, it the wasn't hip- part of the episode I was watching yeah. anyway that I don't but think But I think so. the, hypno- the fatnosis came later in his career. Oh, really? I think. I don't know because, yeah, I feel like when I came across him, he had been on some other show as well mm. or I had seen him on, on some other show. But um, I don't know. I think it looked like what we have there in the show, it looks like he's kind of doing some sort of counselling session with them. Listen, there's a lot of shit that I'm like, in what way are you qualified? Yeah. And also his qualification is that one time I lost four stone and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. anyone, like no offense, but like anyone could be like, yeah, I lost four stone at one point. And that doesn't mean that you're like making fun an of fat expert. people. Are you like, yeah. do you hate yourself or something? Well, that's it. It's always the same way, isn't, isn't it? it? Like the, I have Constantly. to say the weight loss industry is just full of people yeah. who most of the time were formerly fat people, yeah. grew up to hate themselves yeah. and are now like, hey, listen, yeah. Let me spread my trauma. Yes, totally. <laughs> Let me pass it on to the future generation. 
Um, just a little bit more. Um, some of the other contestants are, or contestants, like, actually, that's another thing. I say contestants, participants yeah. of the show. Um, there was another, um, in 2009, Eileen Hadrill uh, was taking a break from working out when her phone rang. She just sat down, the cat had climbed on top of her and a voice on the phone said, get off your bum and get back on that treadmill. So basically in the episodes, I didn't show this clip, when they say they renovate the house, they basically like take out the couches from the sitting room, bar like one, they put in a treadmill and they watch them, like they video them yeah. over weeks to make sure they're on the treadmill. Yeah. In the episode we were watching, actually, what was funny was like they noticed on week three that they kind of dropped off using the treadmill as much. Yeah. And there's a bit where like the husband is just kissing the wife and hugging her on the couch and they're like, these lazy blah, blah. And you know, you're just like, Oh, this looks like a really loving yeah. moment between two people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh yeah, so a producer basically on the phone said to her, like, get off your bum and get back on that treadmill to this other contestant who just basically sat down in the couch. Um, oh my God. The, machine, the running machine was in her daughter's room and there was a camera attached to her curtain pole. A crew member for of the Sky One reality show, Fat Families, was watching and they'd given her a call when she sat down. So she got back on the um, treadmill and there was a framed picture of, of, of Steve Miller on, like beside the treadmill and it's like, no more excuses, melt that fat. God. I thought you were going to say it was like on a dartboard. No, in all <laughs> fairness, the, the contestant Hadrell um, mentioned or participant Hadrell mentioned that she didn't mind Miller's insult. She said her and her family got on really, really well with the presenter. Mm. The 62-year-old from Bedford also found that the get off your bum call to be kind of like, she thought it was good natured and jokey. Like sure. she didn't feel like it was bullying in any way. Um, and uh, yeah, so she also said... Um, yeah, so she, she, Hadrell mentioned that the reason why she did Fat Families was she wanted to have access to dietitians, personal trainers and doctors. Um, and they also said they had now, like her and uh, Tanya Cuff, who we've been watching in the in the first episode, um, neither had complaints about the crew and both had psychological assessments to ensure they were stable enough to appear on the show, which is good to hear. But both felt they were misrepresented um, in the show. So... Um, in the second part of the show, participants are put on a diet plan and their homes, as I said, are kind of kitted out with surveillance yeah. cameras and all this sort of stuff and treadmills. Um, Hadrell says um, that um, the treadmills and everything were taken away after filming, but she was allowed to keep her Wii Fit balance board, but not the Wii, which <laughs> rendered the balance board useless, which I know is like, it's so silly, but it's I very know. petty. It is. Like, it you is. know, um, Tanya, who we've been watching in this episode, developed um Sciatica, have you heard sciatica, of that? Yeah. Sciatica, sorry, I yeah. it, from exercising. Sure. Once again, yeah. she was, injured. she had been injured before yeah, the and show. Also, you're a large person suddenly doing all of this, like, yeah. you know, strenuous activity. Treadmills are, as we know, they are responsible for 1,000% of fatalities yeah. Yeah. across the world yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, so every I'm not death you've ever heard of is yeah. because of a treadmill. Because of a treadmill yeah. at some point or yeah, another. Yeah, exactly. Um, Although she was not, she was put on painkillers, producers told her to continue working out. Right. Amazing. The the comment that actually struck me there, I, I found interesting was how they said they actually kind of got on with Steve. Yeah. I've I've observed in the those sort of Gordon Ramsay shows where he goes to restaurants and shouts at everyone yeah. and like... Calls them an idiot Calls them idiots, calls yeah. them, you know, like say, calls them every name under the sun to whip their restaurant into shape and then they kind of pull it out of the bag and they have a good night in the restaurant yeah. and all that. At the end of the show, they are like hugging him and shaking his hand and smiling and laughing and joking and all that. 
And I think there is a certain amount that he turns on for the cameras. Absolutely. That, you know, it's, it's part of a character. It's, I'm here to whip you yeah, in shape. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then it's like, they love him. They yeah. fucking love the man. Um, and he's sort of like, and I, and he, uh, you know, I think one of the differences with Gordon Ramsay is that he often goes to like America and they're like, oh, this British, you know, yeah. like hard ass coming in. And you know, and it's almost like he's a gas little character. Yeah, it's kind of like, charming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there is a certain way that's turned on for the cameras. You know, maybe there is a bit of Steve kind of like, you know, like, being a bit of a dick uh, like on camera and maybe he's kind of saying off camera but either way like it's confusing as fuck when what makes yeah. it to air is here he is but I think talking we, down to you. I think there's a lot of like someone being incredibly charming in person and then getting what they want out yes. of you on camera yeah. and yeah. you might afterwards be like oh I feel a bit used. Totally. Yeah, yeah like because <laughs> actually in person they were lovely to me and I'm sure he was and by the way he could be a lovely person yeah. but that doesn't excuse the fact no. that this is very this exploited is what we end show. up seeing. We and only this, end up seeing the end product. You and know? this man is making money. Like when you go on his website, there's a very much an end goal to yes. this. He's going to make a lot of money and he's selling fat noses, which the Mayo Clinic, which is like, you know, a very established medical organization, is like, there's no actual studies to prove yeah. that this does anything. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it, you know what I mean? I always think no matter what, no matter how much a person can be lovely, and I'm sure there are lovely qualities to him, this person is here to make money off yeah. you. And if you feel exploited after a show, that's... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you're wrong in feeling totally. that way. Yeah. The, the producers wanted the ratings. He wants yeah. his business to do well and his profile to get higher. Yeah. So who is the person at the end of the day who's going to feel used and abused is yeah. the person apparently who's meant to be getting help. Absolutely. And what people see, what people see at the end of the day is they see the scene of you, you know, sitting on your ass, eating crisps yeah. and, you know, looking like a lazy lump. Uh, but they don't see the rest of it. You know, they don't see yeah. the rest of it that they decided not to show. And it's just like Steve, like, yeah, maybe there are times where he's like really nice and they have great crack together. But all we're seeing is him kind berating of like them. berating yeah. them yeah, and making yeah. fun of them, you know. Um one thing Hadrill said as well, they kept tabs on you quite a lot, uh, relaying the story about her getting a phone call when she sat down. Um, Tanya Cuff claims uh, she was also told to skip meals, while Hadrill says that the show's diet plan was unsustainable in the long term because you were cutting out absolutely everything. Oh God. Um, uh, I will say, despite the negative experiences, Hadrill uh, says overall, she said the show was a positive experience for her family. She was troubled by the um, underpants that contestants had to wear in one section of the show. Um, she said custom awful pink bikini things, which she actually did see on Tanya as mm. well, um, which she felt she had no choice but to put on. Oh God. Again, it's so funny where she's like, positive overall. There was this moment where I was made to wear underwear I didn't want. And you're like, that's weird. That positive overall? Yeah. Um, she said, still, it's nice that certain things have stayed with me. Explaining the show helped her reconsider her negative habits. Obese people, she said, get very much in their own routine. Sometimes you need to you need something to take you out of that to give you a little bit of perspective. Listen, mm -hmm. I mightn't agree with her on that, but that's her experience. Thanks to the show, uh, Hadril continues to visualize weight loss in packs of butter. Um, Daryl Parker, a 46-year-old from Derby, also looks back fondly on his time of fat families. I loved being taking part in it, he said, describing himself as a competitive person um, and he enjoyed trying to lose more weight than his sister. Parker does recall that one producer had a right go at him for eating ice cream while on the show's diet plan and that was the only time I got a little bit annoyed. His, his children also experienced a little bit of bullying at school. Otherwise, he had no complaints. <laughs> um, 
The, the anonymous Fat Family crew member also said that the producers did truly want to help contestants and have a positive influence on their lives. Um, they say the production didn't feel too exploitative or manipulative, um, but they did recall an incident where some participants didn't want to be filmed in their underwear for the show, so the director did it first to make them comfortable. All, all overall, the, um, the crew member felt the participants and crew had like a, a good relationship, but at times the show edged into shaming territory and added I think it's aged quite badly which I would agree with this I person um, TikTok seems to agree also this is why kind of Fat Family um, uh, clips are going quite viral that's Steve Miller one that I showed you yeah. at the very beginning being one of them um, but uh, so some of the contestants didn't mind his way of speaking but Tanya who again we saw at the in in, the, in our episode was more neg- negatively affected by the language on the show she says you never need to call some call you never need to name call somebody that's already in a bad place mm. for me to allow myself to be called a massive fatty publicly and lardy and things like that showed at the time the level that I was at yeah. And that's a person who was like, I kind of reached out to this show because I was actually yeah. really strugg- struggling. And then someone shows up and just actually starts calling you names. That's horrendous. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, he for this article in Vice, Miller was um, agreed to a phone interview to answer some questions via email through um, a Sky PR, but Sky declined to put Miller or anyone else who worked on the show forward for an interview because Fat Families hasn't aired since 2010. Uh, although reruns appear to have aired up until 2018. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the, oh yeah, uh, just a, a few other kind of stats. Um, Tanya, again, from the show, we're watching lost around five stone on, on Fat Families, but afterwards gained back eight and a half stone. Oh my God. The weight you lose in the short amount of time um, is because you are literally put on a harsh crash diet. She said the pressure to do what they got you to do was quite horrific, really. In 2013, she said weight loss, she had weight loss surgery and is quite happy with her life. Hadrell also gradually gained back the weight she lost in the show and wishes she was offered aftercare. Mm, yeah. um, so the results were more sustainable, something that I don't think, I don't. I haven't come across any of the shows that have apparently provided any aftercare um, three years ago she also got a, had a gastric bypass um, and she says her weight has uh, another contestant said his weight has also um, continued to fluctuate since fat families um, so you know like one thing that Tanya says that in this again because she's the kind of participant that we're following she said she doesn't necessarily regret appearing on fat family she said I don't wish I'd never done it because that's how we learn from things isn't it um, still from the begin- very beginning she said I knew it wasn't the right thing to do and why did she do it she said sometimes when you are de- in a desperate place you do things you think are going to help yeah. and I think that's totally, actually yeah. what I wanted to end it on a lot of these people feel in very desperate situations and then are exploited by a TV show and it makes me so sad that I would watch this and I did and highly enjoyed it at the time shame on you Grace thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Fad Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com.
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Plus. 